One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads, generally, for most people, are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Let's see if shareholders at Blizzard can do the right. Nope. Nope. No, they cannot. For June 24th, 2022, this is Let's Play Daily Gaming News. Hey, what's going on? My name's Nate Bender, and welcome to Let's Play, a daily gaming news podcast where we run down everything you need to know from the gaming world in about five minutes. Coming up, Twitch is testing out a new discoverability tool. Streaming viewership is up, and we're going to try out a brand new segment here on Let's Play. So stay tuned all the way to the end. Activision Blizzard held its annual shareholders meeting on Tuesday, and despite a mountain of evidence showing that CEO Bobby Kotick and the board of directors haven't done a damn thing to address the overwhelming allegations of an inappropriate working environment, the shareholders voted to approve all of the board of director nominees, which includes Bobby Kotick. Item 5.07, submission of matters to a vote of security holders, was the matter shareholders overwhelmingly approved of. Nominating Bobby Kotick and the Activision Board of Directors to serve a one-year term ending at the next annual shareholders meeting. $534 million out of the total 647 million votes approved of the measure. The Activision Blizzard shareholders also voted to release an annual harassment report with 379 million voting to approve the measure. But all Activision Blizzard has to do with that report is, quote, carefully considerate, whatever that means. Overall, it's disappointing, but not at all surprising to see rich assholes protect yet another serial abuser. This also proves the point that shareholders don't give a flying f about anything other than profits. And at this point, the ball is in Microsoft's court. Once the Microsoft and Activision Blizzard acquisition is finalized, it'll be the best opportunity to get rid of Bobby Kotick and the rest of the board of directors that are protecting him. If Microsoft doesn't have the conscience to do that, Blizzard is never going to change. This week, Twitch rolled out a new discoverability page to select users. The new page adds an autoplay function to the grid of streams in any one category, giving users a minute to view the stream they've clicked on. The autoplay box also sports a follow button and the stream's chat. 
Twitch has confirmed that users would not get pushed ads on this page, but the autoplayer would encourage people to watch more on the streamer's actual page. The point of this is to boost discoverability by giving a sample of the stream to the user uninterrupted by a pre-roll ad. While this new discoverability page might help people decide on a streamer, some have already taken to Reddit to air their complaints. Reddit user Lyser wrote, quote, Whenever I go to Twitch, I don't want to be thrown into some random stream, which is why I avoid the main page of Twitch like the plague. Replies also derided the autoplay function, with Reddit user LastMind commenting, This, so much this, my Twitch bookmark is actually just to go to following live. And, I mean, hell, if I'm honest, that's exactly what I do, too. At the end of the day, I doubt this new discoverability autoplay function is actually going to affect discoverability on Twitch in a noticeable way, especially when hype trains on your channel pings the algorithm to boost your discoverability. I think I've said discoverability so much that it ceased to have any meaning whatsoever. Continuing on with more streaming news, yesterday Stream Elements partner Rainmaker.gg released their May State of the Stream report, showing modest viewership growth on both Twitch and Facebook gaming, breaking the five-month plunge in viewership since the start of the year. Twitch had 1.81 billion hours watched, up 2% from April's returns, but still down year-over-year year compared to May 2021 when Twitch saw 2.2 billion hours viewed. Facebook gaming is up 4% compared to April at 350 million hours watched, and like Twitch, Facebook gaming is down year-over-year year compared to May 2021 when Facebook gaming saw 400 million hours watched. Stream Element speculates that this modest growth could be, quote, signaling a new baseline for the currently less socially restrictive stage of the pandemic. The most viewed games are still League of Legends, Counter-Strike Global Offensive, and Dota 2, but Elden Ring has dropped out of the top 10 most viewed after a three-month stint. Elden Ring's spot was replaced by slot machine streams, which is, I guess, yet another morally dubious meta that's being played out on Twitch. Thanks, Drake. All right, well, it's Friday, and this is normally where I would check out an iTunes or Apple podcast review or even an Audible review, but we haven't gotten one this week. So go to one of those platforms, look up Let's Play Daily Gaming News, and let us know what you think of the show. We're going to try out something new here. We have noticed that we've seen significant growth on our Friday shows being downloaded on Sunday. So whoever's out there downloading the shows, thank you so much. But we're going to try a brand new thing here on the podcast. It's called the Friday Let's Catch Up. You've already heard the latest stories from today. So why don't we take a look at some of the biggest stories that went down this week? And by the way, just a reminder, we do this show Monday through Friday. So if you're just catching the Friday show, make sure you subscribe so that you can get Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday as well. All right, here we go. Let's catch up. In a recent interview with IGN, director of Cuphead Maja Moldenhauer was very candid about the reasons for delaying Cuphead's recent DLC. Moldenhauer said, quote, The number one thing, especially through COVID, was keeping everyone happy. 
Mental health needed to be at the forefront, taking the space and time that you needed, especially over the last two years. We're like, if it takes longer for the game to come out, it takes longer. Who cares? Which is the first time I think I've ever heard someone from the games industry actually care about their employees more than hitting an arbitrary deadline. Maldenhauer saying who cares if the development takes longer is exceedingly uplifting. The video game industry has been riding its developers into the dirt for little pay and who are still subjected to the public's harsh criticism. So if a game developer, or held DLC in this case, take a couple extra years to come out due to developing it ethically, I'm game, because it guarantees it'll also reflect in the end product. Also, if you're interested, Cuphead The Delicious Last Course is out on June 30th. Back when the MOBA genre was just starting to solidify in the late 2000s, there were three big players in the MOBA market, League of Legends, Dota, and Heroes of New Earth. Heroes of New Earth did take on a sizable player base that sustained them all the way until yesterday, when the official servers were finally taken down. Heroes of New Earth peaked at 150,000 concurrent players in 2013. By 2015, S2 Games had sold Heroes of New Earth to a Singapore developer, Garena, who established Frostburn Studios to continue its development right up until the last update back in March of 2021. Overall, I'm not the biggest fan of MOBAs, but I do see a sizable community mourning the death of their beloved game. And sadly, many online games tend to go down this route when they simply can't compete with a AAA developer. Interest wanes and ultimately the studio either goes bankrupt supporting a dead game or the studio pulls out and moves on to the next project before it does go bankrupt. Either way, it leaves the people who invested a lot of time and money into a game with nothing really to show for it. Yesterday, one of the most popular party games that became one of the many Twitch metas in 2020 has been delisted from Steam. Fall Guys Ultimate Knockout recently revealed their push to go free-to-play at the Summer Games Fest, though one detail Aaron and I missed was the available platforms it showcased in the free-to-play trailer, which had every console and Epic Games Store, but not Steam. Fall Guys developer Mediatonic commented on the delisting from Steam, saying, quote, For everyone that already owns the game, rest assured you will continue to receive full support and the tasty updates that land on other platforms, including crossplay and cross-progression support. While it's nice to see support for Steam users going forward, this pseudo-exclusivity leaves a lot to be desired not just for the inconvenience of having to use another damn launcher to play the game, but the prospect of being forced to use a different launcher because support isn't there anymore. However, it hasn't happened yet with Rocket League, and it's been three years since their move to Epic Game Store. Though it wouldn't surprise me if Epic at some point started dropping Steam support for their titles. Gamescom 2022 is still bleeding AAA Studios. The latest to pull out of Gamescom is a big one, and it's Sony. Sony confirmed that they wouldn't be showing up to Gamescom by issuing a statement to the German publication Games Wirtschaft, with Sony even confirming that there would be no PlayStation announcements at all during Jeff Keighley's opening night livestream. Sony's departure from Gamescom follows Nintendo, Activision Blizzard, and Take-Two, who have all pulled out of this year's show. 
As this goes on and more studios pull out of game conferences and opt to put on their own digital showcases, it continues to beg the question, are gaming conventions a relic of the past? For the most part, I would say yes. Streaming and social media have made it possible for game companies to interact with their audience without having to put on an annual showcase. It sucks not getting those human moments of interacting with developers, though we are seeing some of those developers start to interact through social media and podcasting, giving those exclusive interviews and even actually being more candid than what you might get from E3 or Gamescom. With that being said, Gamescom 2022 is happening from August 24th to 28th, and so far Bandai Namco and Embracer Group have confirmed that they will be there. All right, now that you're all caught up on all of the biggest stories throughout this week, make sure you're subscribed so that you can come back on Monday and get the freshest gaming news anywhere. Story selection and writing by Aaron Pillen. You can follow him on Twitter at Lloyd underscore RNG. You can follow me on Twitter at Nate Venderama and catch me streaming on Twitch at twitch.tv slash Limit Break Radio. My name's Nate Bender. Keep listening. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.